Wouldn't it be so amazing if weight loss was as simple as doing a diet once, losing the weight, and then maintaining that for life? But we know the reality of the situation almost never looks like that. And this is what makes weight loss both so hard and such an obsession in our society. So today I want to talk about some of the reasons that you're either not losing weight in the first place or you're struggling to keep it off once you have. And the answer is definitely not another diet. So let's dive into this and let's get you losing weight successfully. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello, beautiful people. Delighted to have you here again. Another week, another episode of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And today we're talking all about weight loss. Now, before we start, I just want to clarify something here. Because I'm anti-diet, people sometimes think that means that I'm anti-weight loss. And I think that belief comes from the idea that weight loss and diets are completely intertwined, that we cannot have the weight loss without the diet, but I'm definitely not anti-weight loss. And actually, this is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this, because, you know, my belief is that diets don't truly give us what we need for healthy long-term weight loss. And that is why I have an issue with them. You know, we all know the score. Most diets don't work. And if you've ever watched your weight go up and down, if you have despaired that you'll make a diet stick, if you've ever despaired about the fact that your weight's gone back up again, then you already know this is true. And, you know, that constant need to be tracking what we're eating and on diets is just not good for our health. You know, that constant bouncing up and down on our weight. And it's not good for our mental health either. And successful long-term weight loss just involves a little bit more work than we think it does. It's not just about reducing calories and then having the willpower to stay there for long enough to see the result. And while that may work in the short term, we all know that it only works until it doesn't. And there are lots of reasons I'm going to talk about today that, you know, the weight comes back on again. Now, what I'm going to be talking about isn't necessarily glamorous, it's not a quick fix, but it is necessary. These things are necessary if you are serious about losing weight and keeping it off for good. Now, before we jump into that, I just want to remind you about the Spring 28-Day Fit Sprint, which is happening inside the Chick Fit Members Club from Monday the 24th of April. So if you feel like your fitness could do with a bit of a boost, you'd love to see some amazing results and you want to start creating that long-term fitness habit, then do come and join us for that. We're going to be starting on Monday the 24th with a daily workout challenge, followed by three weeks of three workouts a week or more if you choose to do so. Now, we did a fit sprint back in February and everybody loved it. They loved that it got them working out more, that it got them feeling motivated, inspired, that it gave them so much more energy and confidence and made them feel great. And that best of all, they didn't have to think about what they were doing. They just had to show up each day and do the workout. 
And of course, as well as the Progress program, you're going to get all of the support you need inside the private Facebook community where I'm going to keep you motivated, accountable and feeling great. So come and make this your fittest spring ever. Get ready to enter the summer feeling mega confident, full of energy. All you have to do is join the Chick Fit Members Club for £25 a month with no minimum term and you're going to be a part of it. Head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash members club to join us. I will pop the link in the show notes too. Let's get on with the subject of today's episode, what you need to be doing to lose weight successfully. Now, the first thing that I just want to address is this. Do you actually need to lose weight? A lot of people come to me and they say, oh, I really need to lose some weight. And I look at them and I think, you don't need to lose weight. You'd like to lose some weight. Okay, so there's a real difference here. So, you know, that need to lose weight is not necessarily a thing that is true. Okay, we tell ourselves it, but it's not necessarily true. So I just want you to be really clear on that first. Like, is this something that you're doing because you'd like to be a little bit lighter? Or is this something you're doing because you genuinely feel like your confidence will improve, your health will improve, your life will improve because you do this thing? Okay, so I just want you to be really clear on that before we start, because there's a lot of narrative in society about the need to lose weight and, you know, focusing on that rather than on all of the other things that are important to a healthy life, like managing stress, like how much activity we do, like how much we we enjoy life. You know, these things are really, really, really important. But, you know, much of the narrative that goes on around our health boils down to, are you overweight or not? And that is the end of it. So I just want you to be really clear on that first, because I think that sometimes we feel like we feel frustrated that we're not losing weight. But the truth is that our body is actually at a weight that is really comfortable for us. It may not be where we would 100% ideally love to be, but that could be making it difficult for you to lose weight because your body is actually in a place of, actually, this is good for me. This works for me. This is a healthy place for me to be. This is a place where I don't need to restrict in order to stay here. And we may be thinking, but I want to lose weight, but we may actually be in a good place for our body. So just be clear on that first. Doesn't mean you can't try and lose some weight. I'm not saying that because that 100% is up to you. But if your body is in a comfortable place, then it may actually make it a lot harder for you to lose that weight. So just something to be aware of before we go into this. So there are quite a few reasons that I want to talk about today that make losing weight difficult in the first place and also make weight loss difficult for the long term. You know, these are a lot of the reasons why the weight comes back on again afterwards that I think need to be addressed before you even think about what you need to do to lose the weight. And I think that's the thing, you know, we decide to lose the weight and we go straight into the diet, we go straight into restriction, we go straight into cutting back on things and denying ourselves things and all of that stuff without thinking about some of the, you know, foundational important things, not just important vital things that are going to help us with that and are actually going to, you know, improve our health at the same time as well. So number one is sleep, okay? sleep is really flipping important. It's really important to the way that our body works and particularly the way that our hunger and fullness hormones work. So we've got these two particular hormones that are involved in appetite. One of them is called ghrelin and that's our hunger hormone and one of them is called leptin and that's our fullness hormone. Now when we start to get hungry our body is releasing ghrelin and what that hormone does is it tells us you need some more energy now, you need some more food, go eat. All right. So that hunger is ghrelin telling us and sending us those messages. Leptin, on the other hand, is saying you've had enough now, you're full, you're satisfied, we don't need any more energy, we're done here. And then it stops you from eating and tells you that you're full. Okay. So those two hormones are incredibly, incredibly important. And lots of research has shown that when you're not getting enough sleep, when you're not getting good quality sleep, your levels of ghrelin go up. So the levels of your hunger hormone go up 
and the levels of your leptin hormone go down. Okay, So straight away, you can see that when you're not sleeping enough, when you're not sleeping well, then you are going to feel more hungry. And we all know that to be true. We all know that if we have a rubbish night's sleep, we can't stop eating the next day and we never seem to be full, right? So that hunger hormone is going to increase and that hormone that tells us we're full is going to decrease. So we need to eat more to feel satisfied as well, right? So that is going to make it incredibly hard for us to lose weight in the first place because it doesn't matter how much willpower you think you have, if those hormones are coming into play, you know, they're there as a protective mechanism. They're there to say you need energy, you need to go get food, right? And they're going to keep at you until you do that thing, right? And so that's when our willpower just dies a death because we're just, you know, we're not rested, we lack sleep and those hunger hormones are just going up, right? So whatever you do, if your sleep isn't great, work on that first. Okay, that definitely, definitely has got to be, you know, a top priority to be getting a good night's sleep. Second thing, lack of movement. So if you are just sitting around all day, you're sitting at a desk all day and then you move from desk to sofa, that's not going to help, right? And what we want to be doing is creating a virtuous circle. So if you're moving, if you're exercising, you know, it's going out for a half hour walk every day, you're creating a cycle where you want to do other good things for yourself, right? When you're not doing good things for yourself, you create a cycle where you don't want to do good things for yourself. So if you are not currently moving at all, if you're doing a lot of sitting, if you're not getting up and about during the day, if you're not going for a walk, if you're not doing any exercise, start doing something, okay? Because then the two things are going to start working together. They're going to start complementing each other and you are going to start creating that virtuous circle. And this isn't about burning calories or anything like that, because actually it's incredibly hard to burn enough calories to lose a lot of weight, right? You've got to do a bit of both of, of looking at your food and your movement, but you really need to be moving in order to, you know, create that virtuous circle. And actually it then promotes good sleep as well. If you're not doing much movement, then your sleep is not going to necessarily be particularly good. All right. So definitely making sure whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is that you're doing some movement each day. Number three is looking at stress. Okay, stress is a huge driver here. It's a huge driver of weight gain because when we feel stressed, we stress eat, we eat for comfort, we eat to reward ourselves and we don't give it a lot of thought either because when we're stressed, we'll reach for the thing that's easiest to comfort us. And one of the easiest things that we can possibly get hold of tends to be food and alcohol, right? So we then eat through the stress and we're going to keep feeling that we need to do that in order to help to relax us and to relieve some of that stress as well. The second part of it as well is that when we're releasing a lot of cortisol, we're holding on to belly fat. So it encourages us to store more fat around our tummy because when we're stressed, it's a sign of danger. And when we're in danger, we need easily accessible energy. Easily accessible energy is stored in our tummy right? So we're going to hold on to that and our body is going to fight you for it. It's not going to want to lose that weight because it's like, I need this just in case. I need this just in case we're about to go into famine or something bad is going to happen. I need that easy to access energy, which I'm going to store as belly fat. So when you're very stressed, you're more likely to store that around your middle, which also is not particularly healthy for you as well, because that then gets stored around internal organs in that area as well, which we know is non-ideal. And it's going to make it really hard to lose weight. And then the other thing that cortisol does, which is our stress hormone, is that it burns muscle. And muscle is really important to metabolism. The more muscle you've got, the higher your metabolism, the more calories you burn each and every day just existing. So, of course, if you add cortisol into the mix, 
you're burning muscle, which means you're reducing your metabolic rate. And then your body is also wanting to hold on to more belly fat. That is a non-ideal position to be in. And then on top of that as well, like when we're stressed, our body wants to stay in safety. So when you start trying to change things like restricting food, taking food away, all those kind of things, your body is not going to react particularly well to that. <laughs> and it's going to pump out more of that ghrelin and then it's going to make you hungry. It's going to make it very, very hard for you to avoid eating all the food that you want to eat and the quick energy foods. So the sugary foods particularly are going to be very, very, very hard to avoid in that state. So stress is really important. So if you are very stressed, if you're very busy, please address that first, because otherwise you're going to make life so, so, so much harder for yourself as well. I also want to just put a little note in here on hormone changes as well, because those hormone changes, particularly in the perimenopause period, as, as we're, you know, in that sort of five to 10 years before our last period, hormone changes can make it more difficult to lose weight, you know, and the stuff that used to work for you is not going to work for you anymore. So just be aware of that, because I think sometimes we feel very bad if, you know, we get into our 40s and we start to struggle to lose weight and we think that it's it's a problem with us. It's not, it's, a, you know, changes going on in our body, which mean that the diets and whatever you did before four just aren't working in the same way anymore. So, you know, you may have to change your approach, which is what we're talking about today, and balance your hormones. And all of the things that I'm talking about today are going to help you to balance your hormones better. So things like sleep and stress and stuff are going to play directly into helping you to balance your hormones. So that's just a little note that I wanted to put in there because that sometimes can be very stressful when we're going through those hormonal changes and thinking, oh my God, why do the same things not work anymore? So I want you to like be able to take that layer of kind of stress and guilt away from yourself at that time as well. Right. The next thing is negative self-talk a lack of belief in ourselves and a lack of a sense of worthiness. And this is one of the issues that I always have with diets is that it encourages our self-loathing. It really makes us feel like we're not worthy if we're not thin. Okay. And that has a negative impact on everything. We talk or we say not very nice things about ourselves. We think not very nice things about ourselves. We lack any belief in ourselves. We think that we're not worthy because we're not the correct weight. And I put that in inverted commas. So that negative self-talk can be incredibly, incredibly powerful because we may be saying on the outside, I'd really like to lose some weight, but the belief on the inside is saying, but you can't do that. You're not worthy of doing that. There's something wrong with you. And that always is going to work against you. So just becoming aware of what that self-talk is and starting to turn some of that around and to create some different self-talk. And I'm not saying here that you have to sit there and go, oh my God, I love myself. I'm amazing because that is a big leap for a lot of us. But what you can do is that you can start to realise that you are worthy whether you lose the weight or not. Okay, that doesn't make you a better person just because you lost a stone. It really doesn't. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change, you know, your relationship to other people. It doesn't change anything about you, anything meaningful about you. It just changes your weight. Okay, so just tuning into what that negative self-talk might be, I think is really, really important because for as long as you believe that you're not worthy, that weight is going to be hard to get rid of and hard to keep off because you're always going to go back to, but I'm not worthy. Okay. The next thing is short-term thinking. Okay, this is definitely something that we need to address. A lot of diets are based around the idea that you do the diet for a little while and then you stop. You do the quick fix and then you stop. Okay, we all know that that's not going to work. The reason that diets are short term is because we can't keep them going long term. They're often too restrictive for us to be able to keep them going for more than a few weeks or a couple of months, right? 
So the diet industry creates these short-term quick fixes for you. You get to the end of it and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've lost all this weight. It worked really well. It worked brilliantly. Then we're off the diet. We go back to normal. We put the weight back on again. And then of course we blame ourselves because when the weight went back on, we weren't on the diet anymore. Okay. It's not your fault. It's the diet's fault. Okay. The diet should help you to create that long-term thinking and those long-term habits that are going to serve you now and in the future as well. Of course they don't because then diets wouldn't keep selling all the time. So be very careful of that short-term thinking and start to think about like the long-term consequences of what you're doing now and the way that you want to live in the long-term as well. Because if you don't want to live in a state of perpetual dieting, then something has to change. Okay. I think that's the final thing for me. This is around taking responsibility, right? Being in your own personal power and taking responsibility. And what I mean by that is that we often live in this no man's land, this no man's land between, oh God, I really need to lose weight, but I also really want to go out this weekend and drink too much wine and have dinner out two nights in a row and have that amazing breakfast. And then we just get frustrated with ourselves because we flop between eating really well on the one hand and then we come to the weekend and we just, you know, we just throw it all out and we just go for it, right? Now, I'm not saying that there's any one correct decision here, right? The only right decision is the one that is right for you. But the problem is that we often don't take responsibility and it causes us a lot of pain. Okay, so what? So like I say, that means that we want to have our cake and eat it. Like literally, we want to be able to, you know, live life the way we want to live, but we also want to lose the weight. And when that's not happening for us, then we get frustrated, right? So you get to choose. You get to choose which way you jump, but you can't have it both ways, right? So if you want to lose weight, the likelihood is that you are going to have to make some compromises along the way. And that doesn't mean hard compromises. It doesn't mean, you know, constantly restricting everything and never having some of the stuff you like and not being able to have a couple of glasses of wine at the weekend. Of course it doesn't. But it does mean that, you know, you, you can't just go mental at the weekend for three days, Friday through Sunday, and then hope that the other four days of the week you're going to make up for it because that's not going to happen. So you get to choose what is important to you. If weight loss is the most important thing, then take the responsibility of making the changes you need to make for that to happen, right? But do it in a way that's going to serve you for the long term. So not crush diets, not quick fixes, but actually what do I need to change in the long term for this to happen? What do I need to do? Do I need to look at my sleep? Do I need to add more exercise? Do I need to look at how I'm talking about myself and take responsibility for that? Likewise, you also get to choose to have your weekends exactly as you want them. And if that's the case, great. But if you've decided that, then make comfort with where you are. You can't have that but then also be moaning about, oh God, I wish I could lose some weight. I wish my jeans were less tight, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Choose. Choose one or the other and then commit to that choice and, you know, take the action that you need to take in order to get where you need to go. Okay. So those are some of the key things. So some of them are practical things like addressing stress, looking at your sleep, looking at your movement. Others of them are more about your thinking and your self-talk and you actually choosing, you choosing and taking responsibility for the thing that you want out of life, okay? So I hope those have all been helpful. And, you know, the, the truth is that if any of these or all of these are off kilter, then you're A, making it very hard to lose weight in the first place, but you're also making it pretty much impossible to keep it off. The truth is that for long-term change, for long-term weight change, then you're going to need to make some changes in your life. You're going to need to make some changes that you might not actually want to make. You're going to need to sort out your thinking. You're going to need to sort out the way that you approach things. You're going to need to sort out your sleep and your movement and your stress. You're going to have to do those things if you want it to work for the long term. So be ready to do that because otherwise you're going to make it impossible. You're going to 
fall back into old patterns the minute your eye is off the ball, I think. And, you know, what I'm saying here is not doing everything on the list because that gets overwhelming, right? Don't look at that and be like, oh my God, I've got so much to do. Choose one or two things. Maybe choose one practical thing like sleep and then choose one, you know, more mindset thing like short-term thinking and addressing that and do those two first, right? Do them a bit at a time. Otherwise, again, you're just, it's just a quick fix, isn't it? You're trying to do all the things and you're not going to be able to do it. So really think about which of those things are like the first most important things to tackle for you and get to work on them. And I think also just try and approach this from a positive mind space rather than a negative one. You know, often when we're thinking about needing to lose weight, we, we jump immediately to restriction. What do I have to get rid of? What am I not allowed to do anymore? What can I not, you know, enjoy? This is going to be hard. This is going to be boring. This is going to be tough. You know, those are all the things that we think about when we first go into a diet. So instead, think about all the more positive ways that you can treat yourself, that you can look after yourself, all the positive things that you can add, all the great nutrients you can add, the great foods that you can add. That's eventually going to crowd out some of the other stuff, some of the other stuff that's not so helpful. But also get thinking about how you can look after yourself in other ways. You know, often we have a very narrow toolbox of items that we can use to actually look after ourselves. And that's why we resort to eating. We resort to the comfort food. We resort to it to sort out our emotions. We resort to it to stuff down emotions that we don't want to be feeling and all of those kind of things, right? What else have you got? What else can you put into your toolbox that's going to help you to address those things without necessarily needing food to be like the fix it for everything? So, you know, ultimately, my belief is we've got to move away from weight loss being the be all and end all and to just start addressing these deeper things that are affecting us, our health, our well-being and ultimately our ability to lose and maintain weight loss. Okay, because when we do all of these things, when we look at our sleep and our movement and our stress and our thinking and all of those things, then we tend to feel in more balance. Our body comes into more balance. And when it's in more balance, it's much easier to lose weight, much easier to keep it off. And I just think it's a mistake to think that we can lose weight without addressing anything else, right? We have got to look at the other stuff, you know, and ultimately when we do all those things, we're going to feel happier, more confident, more balanced in our lives. And, you know, then whether we lose the weight or not, we're going to feel a lot damn better, right? Okay, so I hope that's given you plenty of food for thought, no pun intended. And if you are on a weight loss journey right now, good luck. You have got this. You know, you've got the tools that you need. You've got lots of things today that you can start to add into the mix to actually help you to get to the place that you need to go. So good luck with that. I believe in you and I'm going to love you, leave you and see you back here again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.